Welcome to the Sacred Life in the Divine Feminine Spotlight. I'm Shan Vanderleek, founder of TransformationGoddess.com. The intention of this podcast is to share transformational conversations with women who have learned to walk in beauty with the strength, courage, and pleasure of claiming their voices and their feminine sovereignty. Today, it's my honor to introduce you to Sophie Gregoire. Sophie is a writer, author, channel, reader, transformation coach, and sensuality guide. She helps others realign with their soul self and coaches women on the priestess path. Welcome, Sophie. It's a pleasure to have you here. Hi, Shan. Thank you so much for having me today and for this beautiful introduction. Oh, it's my pleasure. I have been following you for a while on Facebook. Honestly, I don't know how I found you, but you have been sharing these updates on a regular basis that every one of them speaks to me, which is why I reached out. I thought I really would like Sophie to come in and talk with us more about, <laughs> about the work that you're doing, about the channeling that you're doing. Today, I, I invite you to begin by sharing a significant life-altering transformation that you might feel called to share with those who are listening in. Okay, thank you, Shan. Thank you for saying this about the updates and this work I'm doing. It's very interesting because I never knew I would actually do that, but um, a few years ago, it just started to flow very beautifully, and I just realized maybe what I'm feeling within and what I'm feeling for me is actually bigger than just my own self or my, you know, close situations. And in time, I actually saw... Um, people were resonating with that and we're all like together in this type of oneness energy and all those planetary shifts and even just the energy of this ascension wave. So it was like a beautiful discovery for me too, to start doing those updates. Yeah, life altering transformations. So the one I feel really cool to share now is my transition from, I would say, a very typical uh, French Parisian life, uh, working as a corporate in strategy consulting positions a few years ago and just knowing I always knew like from a very young age from when I was little that I had something to do for others and I had a purpose and I felt very I always felt very mystical very sensitive very oracle type of woman but obviously I, I didn't know how to put this in practice and my background was sort of very traditional and business word or physician word, you know, so very, yes, again, traditional and uh, French, very typical type of um, experiences. And I found one day, like just trying to quit uh, this job, as well as many of the things that were forming my daily situations, and to travel to Cambodia, where I helped an NGO for a few months. And this experience was really life altering because when I came back, everything was changed. You know, it's like when you go into a new timeline and you discover an authentic piece of you, you discover what you're actually able to offer to others, what you're able to live and experience and you reach a new level of true self and freedom and all that. So when then you come back to your traditional space, the lack of alignment became significant. And so I just felt called to start really making changes. I never went back to corporate. I started to write on Rebel Society and a journal and, and publications like this one or even social medias. 
And I, from that moment, which was now five years ago, I just kept very committed to changing life in a very embodied manner. You know, like, mm-hmm. okay, so I don't want this. I want that. But to be really honest, my life is healed very much what I don't want. So I just kept seeing the truth about things and trying to make decisions and moves and commitment to go to something else. Does that right. make sense? Oh, right. And, and what a incredible story and transformation. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was really deep. And I just discovered too that sometimes in, because I went five months, that first time I went to Cambodia a couple of times again after and stayed there, I think for two years uh, in, uh, in total. But this first trip and this first, everything was, you know, interesting. Like the work was very different because I was helping in a, uh, non-profit then also mm. relationships were very significant like everything was key and I just realized that sometimes you, you change your life in a few months you know like you have an experience and then you're never the same like it felt very mystical you know to <laughs> very, uh, you know what I mean like very deep very transforming profound yes yes it touches all levels because, again, so the professional piece, this is also where I started to write because I was moving like a lot of energy, a lot of thoughts and emotions about work and relationships because at some point I was sort of falling in love with someone in a way that was totally unplanned because I was also in another relationship. So everything like was sort of very deep and very, uh, like a lot of was processed. And so I started to write. Uh, just to understand myself and this is how it started like all the writing uh, shares and this writing journey started yes. because of this trip so yes it was really important deeply and then of course many other things happened but this was like the, the big big catalyst this this trip and now you've helped me remember how i found you i found you on rebel society that's exactly where i found you <laughs> oh yeah writing there yes absolutely yeah very I, beautiful platform oh totally i really enjoy their work and enjoyed your your writing there for sure i'd love for you to share with us how you embody being a, a sovereign woman that's a very i think important interesting question i feel for me this embodiment comes at many different levels Full embodiment to me is in relationships, in work, in the abundance area, in the sexual area. Like it's many different things. And so the way it's happening for me is just, again, like this feeling of sort of seeing the truth about something, you know, being very honest with myself. Like, oh, I'm doing this or this is my current experience of life. Does it really feel like my true self? Does it really feel like my most authentic and divine and empowered self? And trying to make the changes from there. So it, it happened, you know, on sort of many different areas. I think the work and the relationship piece were really key. And so to me, an empowered woman, first of all, is able to do what she loves as a living and to really embrace her gifts and her real energy, essence, imprints, personality in her daily life, right? She, she's not, she's integrated. She's not in different pieces. 
for example, she's not doing something that she dislikes and then um, discovering that she wanted a totally different life. So first of all, the empowered feminine in some way is able and is desiring because it's always a journey, right? We evolve all the time, but she's desiring to find alignment uh, and really commit to finding alignment. Also, in our relationship to the masculine, what is the empowered feminine? How does the empowered feminine give love and receive love? What is she expecting from the masculine and the sacred masculine? And also, how can she love in the highest way the masculine and hold space also for him? Again, in, in both directions. So those two pieces for me really feel very important. Yeah, that, that's, a, like, that's a wide uh, team. Sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what uh, comes up for you when you think of the importance of, of speaking your truth? That's incredibly important to me, the throat. And I've realized in my journey, the throat is key for me, even as a chakra, like writing, speaking, because how like embodiment is a lot also about having an external reality that can align or match or be close to who we are and what we feel inside. You know, this is this moment when uh, heaven is on earth or something like that. So by expressing who we are, having boundaries, expressing our needs, our desires, our wants, you know, all that, we tend to attract to us what we actually seek. Like, for example, if I want A, and I keep staying in the situation B and not expressing my truth about my desire to change to myself or to others and taking action on that. Uh, it's very hard to find uh, embodiment and alignment in the physical. So to me, speaking our truth, sharing our truth is like a portal. And very often the first piece is admitting the truth to ourselves. Um, having this type of uh, intimate, personal, inner conversation, I would say, you know, seeing the truth about situations and, and our life and who we are and what we want to do and what we dream of and meeting this to ourselves and then finding the strength or the bravery to take action or to, I don't know, make decisions from there or, or learn or evolve or, you know, all those actions. Can you remember a time when you were struggling to, to speak your truth or live your truth? Yeah, well, actually, maybe uh, always before this uh, trip in Asia. Okay. So I do remember <laughs> very yeah. well. It, it was very deep and it was touching every piece of my life. So the thing is, I've always felt like, a, you know, this is why I really loved Rebel Society, because I've always felt like a rebel or misfit, or someone that was very different from, you know, my friend at school and all that. But I thought, if you say who you are, you know, I was talking to myself, if you say who you are, or if you show up as you know you are, for example, I wanted to write poetry, I wanted to paint as a child, and you know, all those things. But I sort of felt nobody would really get it or understand it, or it wasn't like the right track, you know, as a teenager, young adult, and all that. I was keeping it for myself, but the worst part was to keep it silent to myself. That was the worst because uh, sharing with others or even having the right job or whatever, that's a big deal. And that's, that was a thing. But the worst was to close myself off from myself. Yes. Yeah, that was really uh, like heavy. The energy was heavy. Like, of course, many things were fun and it was not like, you know, dramatic, but it was heavy to 
um, not be in alignment with me in this inner conversation. I, I was feeling I wasn't really my best friend, you know, by rejecting pieces of myself from fear of not being accepted or received or all that. That's such a big piece. And so many women listening in, I know, are still struggling to accept all of themselves, every part, light and dark, all of it is beautiful. All of it is worthy of love. Yeah. And it still actually makes me feel a little emotional when saying this, because how uh, key are those moments when, like, I remember the first time I decided, I'm going to write a poem. And it doesn't matter, like, you know, people around me, they don't get me, like, my friends wouldn't really get it or whatever. But I decided this is an action, an act of self-love. And, you know, it's this key moment when you should have had a choice between loving yourself and choosing you or choosing to be like to please people or to be what they think you are. Or what the, yeah, the imposter (laughs) who they want you to be. And then you show them who you really are and they get very confused. And yeah, <laughs> I, I noticed that on my journey, a lot of people fell away. The more I became, the more I stepped into my own, the more I became a, a sovereign goddess, the more I repelled a certain group of people. But then I also attracted a, a brand new group of people as well. And so as difficult as it was in the beginning of the transition, I can now see that is exactly what was meant to be. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I really resonate with that. And it happened for me sort of very, in a very flowing way, meaning at the beginning, it was scary. Maybe the scariest part of this journey was the beginning when I left all those different things. Yes. But I didn't really know, like, you know, this word of like spiritual women or, you know, I didn't know all that was existing. So I left without knowing who would be there, actually, if anyone would be you know, yeah. in this world. So the first part was the hardest. And then I think I understood, like maybe in my heart, that whenever I step away from something, there's something else that's coming as a constant flow of uh, like people coming and going as we evolve. But of course, in time, it, it, it settles, meaning... Um, when the biggest moments of change and evolution have been made, uh, of course, there is always more to come, but we have breaks. Like some people stay also because they evolve with us or they evolve differently, but they're part of the same soul group or all that. But yes, many people have fallen from like because of this journey. Yeah, that was not easy to be honest. No, I I remember um, being told, many times that I was too deep, <laughs> too deep, yeah. too introspective, too serious in, in that depth and wanting to dive deeper and deeper and deeper. And now I, can yeah. find, now I can find humor in that because I understand it. It's just a part of growth, a part of soul growth and a part of understanding that attachment can be really painful sometimes. And it can also be the most liberating thing ever when you learn to let go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's interesting you're saying about the depths because it was the same thing that I was being told. 
like you're too introspective or you're asking yourself too many questions Mm -hmm. you're always because even as a child I was very often speaking about truth I'm looking for the truth (laughs) you know things like that (laughs) like maybe it's not necessary you know (laughs) yeah yeah or why are you why are you so curious (laughs) exactly curious is a word that came to me like a million times oh you always want to know you're always curious you know exactly and then when I grew older and maybe more recently people were more confused at the they thought oh she's very soft and very sweet and very loving but at the same time she has power and strength and there was this confusion between I don't exactly know if she's strong or or soft or you know what I mean yes I do yeah (laughs) it's fun yeah yeah and those are I I believe two important aspects of the feminine meaning we have strength and self-reliance and power in the sense that we get to know who we are and to be very this is me I'm going to do what I want to do so the very anchored into who we are but it doesn't mean we are not super loving and very compassionate and understanding and caring um, I think if anything, yeah. we we become softer the deeper we go. The more, yeah. because we become more loving, we, our hearts become overflowing and from a, a place of great and crushing beauty. Yeah, I love this. It mm-hmm. really resonates. It really resonates. And the, it's also finding this uh, strain and this solidity within that allows us to, I believe, maybe surrender more, maybe be yeah. more open and more flowing, uh, because we know we are safe from the from the within. Always, right? Right. Tell me about some of your favorite daily sacred practices. I love to walk in nature. It's very important for me. So it's not very complex or anything like that, but it really allows me to, I don't know, feel the trees and feel something that's bigger than us. Even when it's raining or anything, I like that because I feel being a part of something bigger. And also it releases or moves energy out of my body. Uh, you know, like movement and all that. It's, I realize I need a lot of movement to be in a sort of flow. I cannot be static. Uh, a lot so I, I like this type of movement I journal a lot uh, this is maybe the most important I like to have this inner conversation with myself to make sure that at least within me I sort of know what's going on and I'm in a total space of safety and intimacy and vulnerability and non-judgment so if I'm going through something tough you know like in in any area especially uh, maybe relationships are the area where um, I move the most energy. You know, I learn the most and I grow the most and all that. So I tend to keep this intimacy with myself by journaling with a computer or with a notebook or whatever, really sharing with myself the way I feel. Maybe what I could do differently or how this or that person makes me feel and all that, really trying to understand and keep this strong bond within me. And the last practice I feel cool to talk about because it's happening a lot right now and I'm starting to really share more about this. I love to have, um, not daily, but maybe uh, two or three times in a week, yoni egg practice. 
Mm. Um, this is really like it's helping the past years, but I wasn't really comfortable with talking about it, honestly. Sure. Uh, you know, and then all of a sudden, I it helped me so much that I felt called to talk about it. And it's helping me reconnect with my, you know, my sexual parts and feeling the sovereignty there too, you know. Um, instead of seeing this as a place where you receive the masculine or you connect with external, being more in an intimate connection with the self. Like, is it the right time to use the egg? What is the crystal we're using? Why? What is the intention? Am I ready for it? You know what I mean? Always yes. having this inner conversation going on also at that level. Yeah, it's really like a, a practice of reconnection, I feel, and also sexual sovereignty, you know, as if I was reclaiming also the space, also from past relationships that maybe like nothing like happened really to me on, on this area, but more reclaiming the, the space oh, as sure. my own or as a space that I sort of uh, open when I want to or not, you know, when it feels aligned to me on all levels. Thank you for sharing. I know that uh, a number of our listeners are probably like, what? What is a yoni egg practice? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then others are like, yeah, I do that all the time. Or if you'd like to just speak shortly about exactly what that practice is for our listeners who don't know. Okay. So yoni eggs are, I would say, small crystals with a form, like the shape of an egg. Uh, there are different sizes, but it's like a reasonable size that you insert in the uni or vagina if you prefer and it has different like purposes first of all like there is a physical benefit with strengthening the pelvic floor and so many physical things that are not the ones i actually really pursue by doing so so i'm less sort of comfortable with with expressing that uh, then you have uh, i would say a pleasure piece meaning that by having this within you it's going to touch uh, pieces of you that could have numbness or lack of desire or all that and also of course the practice is intimate with yourself so it sort of reopens your your body to to what could happen what could come and to this energy of bliss and connecting with you on on the sexual level too and then the third energy that i really love is the healing energy for example you can have an obsidian egg and decide that you are going to use it to cleanse yourself from past lovers or from a traumatic experience. And you can just see it as a tool for you on your sacred journey to reclaim serenity over this space or to give love to a space that maybe you didn't know how to connect with before, like really having a sort of sacred Beautiful. relationship with it. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In your weekly update for June, you said that a major cleansing has happened recently and that we're now carried to a real moment of physical blessings and opportunities, and that June is about to bring much awaited physical change. I'd love mm -hmm. for you to speak more about that. Okay. Um, so I have this really strong impression and deep feeling that the start of the year has been very intense and fast moving and energetically, like a lot has happened within ourselves, but it doesn't mean always that major changes were actually lending. And I have felt this uh, within me, also with clients and, you know, people I sort of support, this awareness growing in time 
And the more we can be aware within ourselves of what we want, what we do, what we want to give our energy to, the more the physical is responding to us in that way and the external is sort of manifesting that. So I just feel that, you know, it's like a, a timeline where enough work has been done on those levels. And so we are offered the opportunity to really own who we are and own our power. And like, it's almost like a commitment. It's flowing to us, but it's also a real okay, so I'm this, I want to do that. I want to really put my energy into this new sort of timeline I, I picture for myself. So I'm going to go, keep going that way. So the energy favors that. But as always, we also need to keep being committed to changes, transformation into the highest timeline, into more of our authentic self, more of our power. Um, so, you know, it's both again. It's, I think it's a very favorable time. It's like the energies are there for us and to support us and to offer those opportunities. And then we have also to flow with them and take them and embrace them. Sounds like this yeah. is the perfect time for us to, to drop in and get really, really clear about what it is we want. Yeah, I really resonate with what you just said. Exactly. Well, your updates are always in, you know maybe i'm part i'm part of your soul group because they're always spot on for me <laughs> like cheer, cheering on sophie as she puts these up yes 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 i feel that too much could you say much could land in the upcoming weeks be willing to not stop the energy on its way yeah yeah exactly meaning uh there is like i feel a big room for real progress really like change but also progression you know meaning when you are ready for more mm -hmm. i don't know more inner power more uh work more i don't know it's very different from all of us more love a new love all that and there is a moment where we're so ready that progression is actually ready to happen and so we have to keep flowing with it, also to not stop the energy on its way from fear, from past uh, memories, from trauma, from all of that, but keep flowing with it, yeah. allowing the wave. Is there a, a clearing or a practice that you do to stay in the flow or that you share with your priestess mm -hmm. alchemy students that, that helps them with this? Yeah, I... I actually, um, I don't have one specific practice. It would be, again, more about being in tune with ourselves. Okay. Really, and journaling for me is the best, or even talking to myself in a recording or just talking to myself in silence, actually. Yeah. Being like, okay, so this is coming to you. You feel unsure about it. And, you know, going deeper. Oh, I feel unsure about it because it's big or because I have fear. Or, no, I feel unsure because this just doesn't feel exciting to me or joyful or appealing to me. Trying, you know, as to have this conversation with my heart and with my core to make, not make sure because we're never sure of anything, but to at least make sure I was in sort of mastery of the way I feel. And this helps me stay in the flow because when something big is coming or a new opportunity that seems really unexpected, as I'm in tune with myself, I can flow with it 
and I don't overanalyze it after because, you know, I, f I found this moment of intimacy with yourself. So then, okay, so this is the way I feel about it. So then it flows rather than being like in the mind, oh, yes, no, maybe because, you know, all that. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense to you. Oh, it does. I think being still, journaling, asking yourself the questions, uh, getting intimate with, with what's ahead of you and, and realizing that it is choice and to remain open, to do your very best to trust and open to what comes forward. Yeah, exactly. What was your inspiration for creating your priestess alchemy program? Oh, that's a beautiful question. The inspiration was uh, what I've been through and what I, of course, you know, still in some way go through because, again, it's always like a journey. And what I've been seeing in my women's clients, because I work a lot with women, I wanted to hold space in a container for a few months, you know, really something deeper and really transforming more than just, uh, you know, a couple of sessions or really something deeper. And I thought, let's do something that's complete, like that's full that goes to all those different pieces that can be hard for us, that can be wounds, that can be uh, the places where we are asked to reclaim power and to reclaim the authentic essence. So the inspiration was maybe the honesty of what's happened to me, you know, so I, I have in this program uh, something about, you know, being oversensitive. So these depth things that we said and how this can become your power, then all the intuitive gifts and the oracle gifts. And again, how this, how to become that actually without repressing it and without doubting about your gifts and all those things that can block us. And then there are different themes about love, about ourselves, like codependency and how to find this power that just allows after to you know, be this energy. And also what is the sacred masculine and how, how can I be with him and receive him? And also what is, what do I accept? What, what is the respect? What is the respect that I seek? What is the way that I want to be loved? And then really feeling into this archetype also because sacred masculine is working with the sacred feminine. So it's not only about them, of course, it's also about us and the way we show up within a connection. And the two last pieces are about prosperity and sexuality, which came later, both came much later in my past compared to all the others. But there was a moment when I also understood that we deserve those things. We deserve abundance. We deserve actually like what's best on all levels. So what's best is not, you know, like a million things, but just we deserve to be uh, safe also in those two areas and to feel bliss and to feel abundance and to feel good in our bodies and empowered in our sexual experiences and sovereign in our yeah in our sexual life as well if that makes sense oh it sounds like a fascinating program when when does it begin and are you already accepting applications yeah i am uh, accepting applications and it's going to begin uh for the solstice okay uh, june 21st okay uh, we have 10 spots for um this program and it will start so for the solstice and then our listeners can find you at thepriestessalchemy.com for more information? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. If they know where to find me on Facebook, they can write me there as well. The website is a very good option too. 
Okay. And that's thepriestessalchemy.com. Yes, exactly. Sophie, it's been such a pleasure to share time with you today. Before we uh, go on with our lives, uh, separate from this conversation, uh, is there anything more that you would like to share? Yeah, first of all, it's really a pleasure to, to share with you and to feel this beautiful energy we're sharing. Um, and yeah, maybe just always trusting ourselves and trusting that we can actually move through those changes that we know that we want to make. I just feel that trusting and having faith as being a real help for me on my path. Like we have a dream or we have a vision or we know we can do something or we are something deep down, but then we doubt because we've never seen it before or we don't know how to get there. You know, there are all those fears and questions. But being in this energy of, I, you know, I'll, I am supported. If this is my path, I will be able to, or something will show up. I'll be supported in some way. Those energies of trust and faith are very, very helpful. And um, yeah, just uh, like a share to everyone that's listening, trying to connect with those beautiful energies as much as we can. Mm, thank you. That's so beautiful. <laughs> thank you, Sean. That was Sophie Gregoire, writer, author, channel, reader, transformation coach, and sensuality guide. You can learn more about Sophie's Priestess Alchemy program at thepriestessalchemy.com. Thanks for listening to This Sacred Life and the Divine Feminine Spotlight. Visit transformationgoddess.com to claim our album of guided relaxations for women who do too much. And while you're there, check out our latest articles, book reviews, and resources for your goddess journey.